Hey, everybody, and welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. My name is Sam, and today I am joined by the beautiful Jennifer Johnson from SinShare. Welcome on in, Jennifer. Great to have you. Hi, Sam. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited about today. We've had a couple of great catch-ups and I am absolutely loving learning more about you and your amazing platform. But before we dive into my questions, how about you tell us a little bit about you, your background and SinShare? Okay, great. Let's see here. I'm a mom of four. I have four kids and I unschool them and we travel in our RV to uh, North Carolina and Florida and we just spend a lot of time together. So we're super family-oriented family. And let's see, I started SinShare eight years ago this month, actually. In one week, it's going to be our eight-year anniversary. Happy anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. It's been been a fun eight years. My youngest was one year old when I created SinShare. And I was having success posting on Facebook, but throughout the day, I didn't have time to be online. So I needed to schedule my posts and so that's when I started using, you know, some other software, other apps and founded, found that I needed an easier way and an even faster way. So that's how we kind of created SinShare. We just reduced the amount of clicks it took to yeah. schedule a post. And so we just made it really simple. And uh, when I started it eight years ago, it was honestly just for myself to use. We created it on my computer and it was literally just for myself to use, but some other direct sellers heard about it and they're like, we want to use it too. And so we created a website and we opened up for business and it's kind of, the rest has been history. That is amazing. And I've got to say, like the first thing I hear there, cause I'm a mom of four as well. So I get the being a parent, being busy, running business, doing all those things. And I feel like we're kind of, there's a bit of an affinity going on here. Cause we also live in a caravan on the weekends, every weekend <laughs> you call it an RV, <laughs> but we when I said to you before we go camping, we glamp, we don't camp, but that's <laughs> too same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing that just stood out to me there was you had a one-year-old and you went, Hey, I'm going to start a business. Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess I did. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think this is a really good example of someone who's very determined to make their way in the world because having a one-year-old in itself is, is craziness. And then uh, jumping in and going, Hey, I'm going to do one of the hardest things anyone can ever do. And I'm going to start a business. I think that's super impressive. So well done. And the fact that you're at eight years is something really awesome to celebrate too. I'm looking forward to getting to eight years. We're, We're in our eighth year now. And I remember every time we got past one of those milestones, you know, the first two years and the first five years was like a great big, you know, personal high five. I love that big fist pump. So well done. Oh, well, thank you so much. Yeah. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. I'm still enjoying it. I just want to ask a question. I'm sure that, you know, many of our direct selling family out there are wondering right now is, you know, how do you even begin creating a platform like this? You know, to go from, hey, I want to create something bigger and better than what's out there right now. Have you got a technical background? What was it that inspired you to say, I'm just going to make my own thing? Um, You know, partially I had help with my husband. He is a computer whiz and he he knew what I was doing. I showed him what I was doing. And Mm -hmm. I had all these sticky notes on my computer (laughs) desktop that I was like flicking back and forth and copying and pasting. And I was doing all these things where I was 
seeing posts that I wanted to use or, or creating content. And then I was saving it on my computer, but it wasn't where I was going to be posting it. It wasn't where I could use it. And so I needed a place to tie it all together. And so, like I said, he, he, and I just sat down and I showed him exactly what I was doing. And he's like, well, let's, let's, you know, create this. And so we literally just, we, we built the post message area. We built the area where you can add a link, you know, we clicked on the buttons and we just literally created this screen on the computer that could help me simplify what I was doing over and over and over. And it, it like, it worked. It, it was, and it was just for myself. So it wasn't like necessarily I went out thinking, Hey, I'm going to start this big business. I'm going to, I'm going to create this platform. It was just, how can I make my life easier? Yeah. And, and so I created the app uh, with my husband and, and it was just something that benefited others too. So I love that. And the fact that you've built something that works for you rather than trying to fix everyone else's problem is, I think, probably the magic here because you've solved a problem that you had, which therefore so many others are, are also, you know, trying to work their way through. So can you tell us a little bit, of, you know, I'm sure that a lot of our listeners right now know what Cinchair is, but for those that don't, would you mind telling us a little bit about Cinchair, how it works, what it does? Of course. Cinchair is a social media management and publishing platform. So it's where you can save and store all of your social media posts, your graphics, your post messages, Mm -hmm. your links, everything like that. And then you can have it all together in one place. And then you can actually schedule your posts ahead of time. And we connect with Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Pinterest. We actually haven't released oh, wow. that. We're going to release that next month, but we actually well, have okay. people testing it. Hands <laughs> up right there, everyone. <laughs> That's right. Pinterest is coming soon. Um, so we connect with these platforms so that our users can schedule their content ahead of time. So a lot of our users are direct sellers, their moms, they may work full-time elsewhere. And so in the evening is when they have time to, to get on and, and plan their content ahead for the next week um, or in the morning, whenever it's convenient for them. And then their mm-hmm. posts get delivered and then they can spend their time on the platforms, just actually engaging and building relationships with their customers. Uh, and this was something that you and I have spoken about at length, and we're going to talk a little bit about today. But um, just before we move on to some of those more, yeah, I guess, um, strategic questions when it comes to social media, because I know that you, you're filled with some amazing knowledge and information that our listeners are going to love to hear about today. Maybe give us a bit of a sneak peek into what is maybe coming up for Cinchair this year. If you got any, uh, any, um, I, you did, you, <laughs> I said to you before, <laughs> can I ask you about what's coming up? And you went, yeah, I'm a blabber mouse. So I'm away. <laughs> Okay, well, tell us I, I, I am. what's coming. What's coming? What can we look forward to? Well, I forgot to mention uh, that Pinterest is coming soon um, in our conversation <laughs> earlier, but that is a big one, actually. Um, I guess I just kind of forgot about it, but um, being able to schedule to Pinterest is going to be huge for direct sellers. Um, that's yeah. a really great platform for people to find and shop and to link to other informational things. And so it's a great way to show up and so I'm excited for that. And then along with Pinterest, we have a soon new added integration with Giphy. So, Ooh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so great. you're going to be able to schedule your gifts and be able to search for them and find them right in Censure. Um, oh, wow. Just similar to how we have a Canva integration where you can, you know, open in Canva. You can be able to do that with, with Giphy and, and yep. integrate right in there with there. And, um, and then also we're going to be doing a new like rebrand here in the next month. So we're going to have a new website. We're going to have new brand colors. We're going to have some new swag. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. That's super exciting. And, uh, you know, if for anyone that hasn't checked out your website, I'm just looking at it here over on the side. Um, do you have a look at the website? We'll pop a link in as well for you guys to check it out. And, uh, we'll put a link in the show notes too, to give you guys a 
free 14-day trial. So you'll get to get in and have a little bit of a play with that. So for those that uh, want to give this a bit of a try, definitely exciting. Now, did I just hear you mention Canva as well? Yeah, we actually have a Canva integration in with SenseShare. And so you can log in to SenseShare. And if you're like, oh, I need to go create a graphic, you can click the design with Canva button and it'll open up Canva. It'll open up your Canva right inside the SenseShare platform. And then when you click publish, you're ready. It'll move it back over to SenseShare so you can schedule it. So it's a nice, nice integration. Awesome. I love that. So good. And the other thing is, I know we've got a lot of our direct sellers use SinShare as well to schedule into their groups when they're running group events and parties and things like that. So you guys have got some really simple and easy integrations into groups in Facebook, not just business pages. Is that right? Yes. On Facebook, you can uh, schedule automatic posts for your Facebook groups. You can schedule automatic posts for your Facebook business page and to any albums you have in either of those places. Um, And then you can also schedule uh, to your personal profile with an additional push notification. So for people who are getting started and are posting on their profile, posting their why, you know, posting personal things, but, you know, things like that, you can actually pre-schedule those too. Love that. I love that you just specified too the the things we should be posting on our personal profile. (laughs) Very good. And um, the other thing I do love about this um, is that you can share your content with others in your team, right? You can create um, albums and... Um, folders. folders. Yeah, there you go. Folders <laughs> so that you can share those with your team or, or you know, um, I love the fact that you can share content around because sometimes, you know, I know a lot of the people inside of our courses get kind of stuck. They're like, what do I do next? And um, we love to be able to provide them with templates, but I love that setup where you can actually have a folder you can share with people, particularly if you sign someone up into the business and you want to get them started. That's a fantastic setup. Yeah, absolutely. We agree. So what's so great about folders is you can, um, in your SenseShare account, you can have a folder that has subfolders, very much like Dropbox, where you can organize your content. And so if you have a a new recruit, somebody who joins your team, you can share a folder with them and it can have, like you can have a folder organized and say, hey, these are great VIP group posts. These are great posts for your business page. You know, this is a great party script. This is the first one to get you started. This is how you how you use it. Just go in and you know maybe update the names and, and tweak it a little bit to be from your voice. But you can actually give you know a brand new person a real leg up and help them get started and kind of really reduce the overwhelm yeah. that 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 social media brings and then helps them just get started quickly because when they just get in and they start ha- posting and they just start posting a little bit then they start seeing people engage and it really lifts them up, you know, and yep. it's like, yes, this is working. And then they just continue. And it's, it's really great for a beginner. Yeah. I love that. So good. And anything that reduces the overwhelm, really, really powerful. So I think that's really clever that you guys have set that up. So let's talk a little bit about uh, social media right now uh, and what is going to be happening for 2022, what's going on in social media world. And I'd also love to get, you know, some of your thoughts around what sinks, what swims, what works, what doesn't work. There's a whole load happening at the moment, but do you personally have any predictions for what you're expecting to see in 2022 with social media, maybe changes or with our friends at Facebook? Good question. Our friends at Facebook are pretty tight-lipped about anything that they are doing. Yes, they are. (laughs) They're really actually- They roll stuff out. (laughs) That's right. So they're, they're trying new things. You know, there's certainly some new group functionality, some new group features that they're creating. Um, Sort of last year- they, at the end of the year especially, have really been pushing that when you're posting into a group, if you're posting anything business-related, 
um, which most people are using Facebook groups for businesses. Um, so if you're posting to a group it's for business, then they want you posting as your business page. Mm. So like, um, for example, some people, if they are posting and they have a lot of sales language in their post messages, if they have dollar yeah. signs, you know, things like that, sometimes Facebook, their AI will think that it's a marketplace post and then they yeah. won't, they won't let it go through. And so, um, so if you post as your business page though, then their AI doesn't stop it because it says, Hey, this is, you know, they're being transparent. This is a business. And so, um, I see more of that being pushed definitely in 2022, the more transparent you can be about your business, especially in groups, I think is, is going to be key. And, you know, Facebook, a long time ago, used to only have profiles be part of groups, but they've been making changes to their platform mm. overall. They've been adding groups, um, I mean, linked groups, linked pages, and um, are now wanting you to post as your business page. So I, I see them pushing that more and more and then just continue growing. I think <laughs> a lot of people are online. A lot of people are recruiting more people saying, hey, this is, a, this is how we do business now. Mm-hmm. So just seeing growth in that respect too, just on the platform's but as far as content, I know there's a lot of people who um, really speak about posting just one type of content. You know, there's a lot of conversation about reels and how you have to post them to be successful and and video and things like that. And there's definitely people who are successful on reels and absolutely is a great option. And video is a great option. There's all sorts of different post types that the platforms allow. And so I see, you know, people using those different post types that being really successful in 2022. Yeah. Um, and I can definitely see, you know, we, we've been encouraging people as these new features roll out to definitely get in and, and use them and play with them because Facebook's always going to be prioritizing those that use those new features. But also, you know, you and I spoke about the the importance a little while ago of people really mixing their content up and watching what's working, what's not working, but not essentially being a one-trick pony, which, you know, people um, tend to, we see happen a lot. They kind of Set, they find one piece of content that works really well and then they just repeat it again and again and again and it loses its impact. So, you know, what would your recommendation be for people when they are planning out their content and they're thinking, what am I going to do over the next week or next two weeks? Do you have any hot tips for people to help them um, with, uh, I guess, coming up with a really good mix of content? Um, I think just variety of actually the post type. And, and what I mean by that is, on Facebook, for example, you can post a graphic and a post message with it. You can post a multi-photo, so you can have multiple images. You can post a video and you can post a status. And people get in the habit of only posting graphics over and over. Or if you do a lot of video, then you post a lot of video. So um, really a tip to, to really just increase that engagement, get that variety going is to use all the different post types that the platform allows because they will, the platform will reward you for that. For example, if you have been in posting in your group graphics post, you know, photo post after photo post and seeing your engagement dwindle, but then you ask a really, you know, great simple question in just a status and let it go through. And you'll find that you have tons of comments because Facebook's rewarding you for using that different post type. So it's kind of like just just playing on their platform, you know, using all the things that they have available to you rather than just sticking to that one. Yeah. I want to talk about that for a moment because one of our favorite types of content uh, is the good old engagement post, the good question, the question that helps you learn about your audience, that helps you build a relationship with them, interact with them, and of course, get more engagement on your page. 
We, this is one strategy that we, we really teach inside of our course because there, there are some clever ways to do this and some not so clever ways to do this. Um, but I still hear people saying, oh, but it's clickbait and it's not real and you shouldn't do it. Now, I know full well this is an amazing way to create um, engagement on your page and it works. What's your opinion on engagement questions? I really, you know, engagement questions can just be anything that that you individually like or you want to know. Like, what do you genuinely genuinely want to know about your customers? You know, if and and ask that question. It's going to help you get to know them better and know whether they need your services, you know, or your products. And if they don't, then that's fine too. And then you can learn. Guess what? They might have three friends that do. So it's just like having those conversations. And that's really what engagement posts are, is they are conversation starters. Yeah. And so when you start the conversation, and that's all your post is too, when you're posting on the social media, you're, you're starting the conversation. So that's, you start the conversation. If somebody engages, it, go and comment back, reply, you know, make a friend, yeah. you know, and, and, and really be social with that person and figuring out what you know, engagement questions work for you. It, it's different for everybody because yeah. there are certain things that you think is funny. If you think something's funny, post it, you know, it's, yeah. that's, that's what's so great about the variety. It's just, you don't want to post something that's not you, you know, don't just take something from somebody else and post something that's not you and not speaking to your audience. You know, that's like the biggest thing. We were just talking before about relationship building on social media and, and that the post and run that we see a lot of people <laughs> doing. Um, what you know when it comes to to posting your content on social media it's not as simple as just throwing it out there and walking away till next week when you schedule right definitely not you don't want to post and ghost um you definitely can sometimes you know post and ghost i love that yeah, <laughs> you, you can put some content out there you know a little bit preemptively and know that you know the algorithm is going to show it to so many people some people are going to start hopping on and and engaging with it and then um and then if you plan to know when that time was, know when you scheduled your content, then you can be, you know, it doesn't have to be exact. And that's what's so great about social media. But when you have a moment, go in and check on your content, go see if somebody's talking to you, you know, and then continue that conversation. The faster you continue the conversation, the better. So if somebody replies and you wait six hours, you know, is that, you know, the end of the world? No, absolutely not. Cause you're still talking to this person, but you know, if you can reply within two, even better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's really good advice too. And um, you know, don't be hanging on social media every moment of every day, but definitely get in and reinteract with people. And I, I like what you said to me before as well about, you know, if you met someone in the street uh, and they said, hey, I really love your hair, you wouldn't sort of just give them a thumbs up and walk away. That'd be so right. rude. And right. yet that's how we, well, we, I, you and I don't, but we see a lot of people treating <laughs> right. people on social media. Right. And I think that, you know, sometimes people get in the habit of just scrolling. It depends on what, what they're into, you know, and what's going on in their lives and what time of day it is, you know, how people consume content. But for people who are actively, you know, trying to grow a business and build relationships, you know, being social is where it's at. So having the conversation, conversations, joining in on other conversations, you know, commenting on other people's posts. It's not just about you posting and only talking to the people who are talking to you, but other people are posting too. And guess what? Just as much as you love it, when somebody engages with you, they love it too. So, you know, going out there and, and giving all the love out there and then really engaging to people, that's really what's also going to flip that engagement back to you. You know, sometimes if there are people who, you know, maybe haven't been very consistent with posting, a great way to start and jumpstart that engagement is to go out there and give it, go comment, yeah. comment on 10 people's posts. And then when you do post next, 
those people, you know, it's going to jumpstart you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Now I want to ask about hashtags for a moment, because this is something that we have seen. <laughs> she's like, oh, no. <laughs> we've seen so much shift in this space over the last few years. There was a period where it was, Hey guys, it is for Instagram only don't use them on Facebook. And then it sort of moved to this stage where it was like, okay, you can, but you got to be really careful about how you do it. And I've noticed Facebook is really starting to come to the party a bit more at the moment when it comes to hashtags. So can you tell us what your observations are and how you would recommend that people use them on Facebook right now in 2022? I think that um, really kind of limiting the the hashtags you use on Facebook is key. You know, creating maybe one hashtag um, geared towards your specific type of content. It's mainly so that someone can look for something and easily find it. So for example, in a group, um, if like you're doing a training or if you're doing a party, you might want to have a hashtag, you know, for the topic yep. in a sense. And then that way, when people come in later, uh, if they weren't there in the moment, you know, seeing stuff ahead of time, you know, they are, they can come into the group and they can click on that hashtag or they can search on it and it's going to bring up all the posts in there. So it's kind of just a way yep. to organize content within Facebook. So it's a great, it's a great thing to use, but you don't want to have um, like on Instagram, you don't want to have nearly as many hashtags are allowed over there. So you want to really just kind of stick with one, maybe two. Yeah. And one of the things that I've noticed is is happening a little bit as, as hashtags are becoming more and more um, widely used on Facebook and it's, it's sort of they're loosening up on that. Uh, it's not a restriction, but they were penalizing people in the past for using hashtags on business page posts. And that's starting to shift slightly. But what I'm seeing people doing a lot of is hashtagging their own business page or their own business name. What are your thoughts about doing that? Um, to be honest, I actually hadn't seen people doing that, but um, it just <laughs> it must makes be sense. my circles. I'm seeing it a lot. <laughs> and I, I think it's actually breaking my head a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you're, well, maybe they're just trying to show up and thinking that, you know, if you search or something, but uh, Facebook's, you know, they're, they're pretty smart. And so, you know, you can kind of do all these different tricks and stuff like that, but if it's not how they're meaning you to use it, it's kind of yeah. just going to be all for naught, you know? So certainly yeah. no harm, but if you like, for example, if you don't have hashtags in your Facebook posts, it's not like you need to go scramble and try to add them. It's just more of like right. thinking how you might want to use one. Yeah. And, and our motto has always been when in doubt, leave it out. It's, it's, you know, when it comes to hashtags, uh, you know, as much as there, there's definitely a shift happening at the moment with that, I think um, it, it's still, you, you're going to perform better if you leave it out rather than making the mistake. Um, so look, you you guys work with a lot of direct sellers. You have many, many, many people in our industry that are using your amazing platform. Um, what are some of the common or typical mistakes you see direct sellers making on social media? Um, the biggest one right now is, uh, a lot of direct sellers when they've been, they got started, they got started with a Facebook group mm-hmm. and they didn't get started with having a Facebook business page. And Technically, they should get started with the Facebook business page first. It's actually in Facebook's terms of service that if you're doing business on their platform that you have a business page. Um, But then, you know, once you do, a lot of people are like, oh, now I have multiple places to post. It's so stressful. I have more to post. And and I like to think of it as, hey, I have a whole nother place where I get to reach people. And so I think of it as like another article, another, you know, another newspaper, another something where you get to get your content in front of people. And it is a slightly different feed than your group. And so even if people are following you in both places, 
it doesn't matter. Like they're the algorithm is going to feed people based on what they consume. And so the very things that you're posting in your group could easily be shuffled and posted to your business page. Like it's super easy, but then you have the opportunity of reaching even more people. So it's a great, it's a great win. And then when you have a business page, you can post as your business page in your Facebook group, which will make sure that you don't have any trouble with marketplace posts and, and basically just keep Facebook happy. Yeah. Oh, I meant to that. I'm so glad that you've just brought that up because this is probably one of our biggest pet peeves is people that think in this industry that they need to use just their personal profile and their group. And a business page has got so many unbelievable opportunities and tools attached to it. It's just another way of reaching people. I love what you just said there, Jennifer, about um, the fact that it's just another place that you can meet and connect. And I like to think of business pages kind of like a web page where anyone can view it, anyone can see it, anyone can find it. And it's a great feeder to your groups. But like you've said a few times now, you know, if you've got a business page, you get the option then inside of your group to post either as your business or you, the individual, through your personal profile. So you get the choice then. Um, So I love that. I'm so glad that you brought that up because that's definitely one of the things I think so many people miss out on. Um, now, if someone right now was thinking, oh, you know, I started a bu- uh, my, my direct selling business a while ago and I didn't set a business page up, how do I even go about doing that? Maybe they've got a group, maybe they've got their personal profile there where they've been running everything for a while. What would be your advice um, for kickstarting a business page effectively on social media if they've not done that yet? Well, the good thing is that if they've not done it, you can do it today. I mean, it takes about two minutes. You can go get signed up. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. And then you just have it. And so basically it's like going out there and putting a public bulletin about your business. And if you go to your business page and you allow for reviews, then you can invite your customers to give you reviews when they do business for you. And so those things are also public. Those things are found when people Google. And so those are always, those are always great things. And then when you link your business page to your group, when people go to your business page on Facebook, they can find your group right from there. So it's a great funnel when people have yeah. found you on your business page and they can click and they can learn about you. They can find your group that way. Whereas sometimes um, most most direct sellers groups are are private. And so, you know, people have to know exactly what they're searching for to, to find yeah. it. So um, just the fact that you can go get started today, it, you know even if you don't post anything to it, but you set it up, you put a, you know, a banner image, just like your group. If you just get it started, that's just already a win. So it's really easy. Awesome. And uh, just before we get into our fun questions, have you got any other hot tips for someone who is trying to make way or get started on social media? Oh goodness. I have so many. Um, (laughs) Maybe maybe give us your top ones. (laughs) Yeah. The the top way to get started, you know, is honestly, it sounds so cliche, but you just, you just get started, you know, just start <laughs> posting, you know, even if you're copying somebody else, if you're copying your upline, you know, if you were given some posts, you know, there's a ton of free engagement content out there. You can find it, you know, and just start posting, just start asking and just start the conversation. Because once you do, people are going to start guiding the conversation. You're going to see what people like and what they interact with. And then you're going to learn what to do. They're going to tell you exactly what to do next because they're going to be interacting with your content. And if they aren't, then you know that that doesn't work. (laughs) Try something different. Yep. Love it. Awesome. So let's uh, jump into our, our quick fun questions here. Have you got a book that we can add to our accelerator book list, a must read or a favorite read? So I do have some personal books, but the book that's coming to mind right now that's specific for direct sellers is um, a book by Lynn Bardowski, and it's called Million Dollar Party Girl, or it's called 
Party Secrets of a Million Dollar Party Girl. And yeah. she, it's a very, very small book. It's an easy read and you can find it on Amazon. And it is literally about how direct sellers can get started with posting a Facebook party. And then she also talks a little bit about your Facebook group from there. And so it's a great beginner how-to, and then also a great refresher for even seasoned people who have been in the industry for a while and just want to refresh. Awesome. Love it. And did you have a personal book that you wanted to throw in or are we going to leave it at that one? Um, Let's see. My favorite personal book is called She's Come Undone by Wally Lamb. Mm -hmm. And I read it years ago, but that's just for some reason always stood out as one of my favorite books. So I (laughs) throw that out there. Love it. All right. Well, I'm going to check that one out. We do love a really good read. And uh, if you could have a superpower, any superpower, what would it be and why? Oh, I wish I could rewind time because I would really love to go back to starting with all my babies all over again. Oh, yes, (laughs) I know. Your your eldest is now eight, uh, nine? Um, no, that's my youngest. My oh, oldest youngest. is is almost 18. So I have a 17, 15, 13, and nine-year-old. So tell me this. What do your kids think of you, mom, the social media digital entrepreneur? <laughs> you know, I don't think they even really understand. Like they don't, they don't get it. They don't care. They're not really, they're not on Instagram. They're not on Facebook. So, you know, they're on TikTok and a little bit, but um, <laughs> I have three boys and and they really aren't on social media the way that my daughter is. So yeah, um, they don't, they don't care, but you know, they think it's, they think it's cool that we get to, you know, have the flexibility that, yeah. you know, that the industry and our lifestyle brings and social media brings, you know, with being able to, yeah. you know, like travel on the weekends, like we do. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Yeah. They're thankful for that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We've also got three boys and one girl. And I've got to say that our kids, uh, both on one hand, think it's really cool that we dabble in technology every day, but they're also really resentful of the fact that because we dabble in technology every day, we really hold them back from having freedom with social media and technology because <laughs> we just want them to be kids. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. You guys get too. <laughs> right. But we're adults. So, you know, we make the rules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exactly right. I get to make the rules. Um, so favorite quote, Jennifer, my favorite quote is you can't beat what you copy by Gary V. And I love that. I always, you know, I go out there and you you get, you you get inspiration, but you just keep staying in your lane and just doing you. And I know that some people with it, they get started, they have success and they're like, wow, this person's copying me, you know? And it's like, don't, don't worry about them. You know, just keep doing you. It's going to be, they're not you. They can't copy you. So Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it is a big complaint in this industry, isn't it? Oh, someone's just used my post. I saw my photo appearing somewhere else. It's like, you know what? <laughs> Don't worry about it. it. <laughs> it's a compliment. <laughs> right, exactly. But I love that. You can't beat what you copy. That's fantastic. I've not heard that one, but that's going up on the wall. I love it. Oh, yeah. Um, Got to love Gary V. And uh, last question before we wrap up. If you could go back in time and say one thing to your past self, what would that be? Oh goodness. Um, I guess I would probably just say to enjoy it all <laughs> yeah. because, you know, sometimes when you're a new mom and you've got a bunch of kids and, you know, things are stressful, you just, um, you know, are making it through the day. And I remember just, you know, kind of being frazzled a little bit. And, you know, if I could go back in time and just say, Hey, just chill. It's all yeah, going to be great. I'll live. I'll <laughs> yeah, relax, enjoy it all. 
Yep, absolutely. I concur with that one for sure. So look, thank you so much for jumping in today. I know that you are super busy, Jennifer, and you guys have got so much going on at the moment. I cannot wait to see um, what comes for you guys this year and seeing the new branding that's coming out. And of course, the introduction of Pinterest as well um, to your platform, which will be fantastic. So uh, we'll put some links. Have you got anything else you wanted to say to our listeners? Um, any Anything that you want to encourage them to do perhaps um, before we wrap up? Um, I guess you had mentioned that you were going to share a link to get a 14-day free trial. And I just wanted to share that if you use a promo code um, called Jumpstart, so if you just go type Jumpstart in the promo code area, that you can get an additional um, two weeks. So you can get a total of 30 days, a whole month wow. to just try us and share for free. Awesome. That's fantastic. So we'll put a link then in the show notes for everybody. Uh, and if they use Jumpstart with a T yes. at the end. Uh, We'll pop that in the show notes as well, guys, um, so you can get 30 days, not 14. That's amazing. Thank you so much for that. And I know that everyone's going to love it. We'll also put some links uh, perhaps to some of your um, tutorials so people can really quickly and easily see what it's all about if they want to suss out how this amazing platform works. But thank you so much for being so generous with your time today, Jennifer. We really appreciate you and uh, can't wait to see what comes for you guys this year. So thank you again for joining us on the podcast. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. It's been great. I love having this conversation with you. Yeah, such a pleasure. And look, guys, thank you too for tuning in today. It's been great to have you all again. And we look forward to seeing you again on the podcast for next week. But for now, look after yourselves and we'll see you in seven days on the podcast. Bye for now, everybody. If you love this video and you would love more help to improve your direct selling business on social media, then click on the link to join our Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you in there. 